Welcome to VR Tech Talk on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In VR Tech Talk, we sit down with VR hardware producers, accessory designers, and more to discuss their newest creations. This week, we are sitting down with Rene, CAO and founder of Valo Motion. Rene, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me there. Uh, it's really exciting to part, be part of your podcast. <laughs> Well, we're so excited. And while we're saying thank you for coming on, we got to say a quick thank you to Asterian Products. They sponsor this podcast. If you're out there and you haven't found a good home for your VR headset yet, check out Asterian Products on Amazon. They make these glowing aura headset stands. And with code FULLDIVE10, you'll get another 10% off. Thank you again for coming on. We You've shared with us some details about your upcoming XR Arena. For listeners who have never heard, what is Velo Motion? Sure. So... So Valo Motion is the company, so it's a Finnish gaming company that actually exists to empower people to move. And we do it by combining sports with high quality games that are extremely fun, but also challenging. And uh, to give you a concrete example is that we, you play our games on a climbing wall, you play our games on a trampoline on our latest uh, XR Arena, Valo Arena, where you actually go as a group in and play together as a group. And I guess for you guys and also listeners of your podcast, so we're not using VR goggles that you put on your head, but we'll, we're doing a bit different things. So you're, we're either projecting the game world around you um, with a projector, or then your the players would be seeing themselves in a huge screens uh, around them. So that's a bit different. And also one of, one of the differences for the traditional VR is that we're not using a gaming controllers on your hands, but we're actually tracking the full body of the player and, and you can interact with the world that you see uh, around you. And uh, at Valo Motion itself, I'm really proud uh, in a way that we are in over 60 countries. Currently our products and also over 46 million games played globally. So we're Ooh. hoping that we're actually making a difference of uh, moving people. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. And for those of you who are here watching on the YouTube, you're going to see some videos of what it is. But for those of you out there who are listening and kind of it, trying to figure out what exactly this is, kind of think like, remember the Xbox Connect, but like a way better experience. So like what we see is we see people in an arena and they'll be running from side to side as obstacles are coming at them and they see their real body on a screen inside of the game as they're dodging these or there's another one where you're on a bouncing park on a trampoline you kind of see yourself donkey kong style jumping up inside of the actual game while you play or there's even a climbing wall one where you're climbing on a rock climbing wall basically but it's projecting these either obstacles or these numbers that you're trying to reach in a certain order as you do the climbing so basically everything really has you moving it is extremely physically active from the video uh, it is it is and it's it's something that's uh like it's also really active for somebody who is uh, who, who likes into the sports but also the games are designed in a way that they are so, like that even a kid can go there or somebody that who is not physically active is something that finds them motivating and go on so it's something for everybody yeah it looks really cool and on the podcast here obviously we talk about vr a lot but we talk about ar as it's a budding industry and is related and we talk about mr sometimes which is mixed reality which which is really what it kind of seemed like when I was trying to classify this. Like you see your actual physical body represented inside of a virtual world and you're interacting with objects in that virtual world. Would you say, when you tell people about it, do you kind of say mixed reality? How do you define it? Yeah, I, I would 
define it as mixed reality uh, in, a, in a way because you are seeing yourself in the screen and you we make it so that it actually feels that you in, are in the game world. So we're mixing the real uh, environment and and the play environment where you are in. Maybe the climbing games, they are more augmented reality because we're projecting the games around you, but mixed reality, augmented reality, all both uh, fit there. Of course, it's different from that traditional uh, AR where people think that you're seeing something through your goggles or, or a mobile phone to the world, but we're actually doing it a bit different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we made the comparison earlier, this to Xbox Connect, or even it kind of reminds me of like the Nintendo, what is that called? They have like the little ring thingy. Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, Ring Fit Adventure, except, you know, it's a little bit different because it's a little bit more AR type thing than that. But would you consider the comparisons between like the Nintendo Ring Fit or the Xbox Connect a good comparison or a negative one? Or how does that relate to what you're doing? Well, I, I would say they're both, so they're good and negative in a way. So it, it's good in a way that people who go and play the games, they some might be already familiar how you play the games with your full body, you're viewing yourself on the screen and so forth. So in that, that way, it makes sense. But negative in a way that some people might just think ah it's a kinect game type of thing mm -hmm. and but it's far from it in a way it's it's much more advanced and uh, that a kinect a classic kinect game could deliver so we've had to develop our own tracking algorithms to be like track you real time on a climbing wall or a trampoline or even yet more on a, like a, having a group of people at the same space playing together and as a group so that's that's something that hasn't uh, uh, existed before. So we're not only tracking, for example, like the skeleton of the people, so like the joints, but we're actually tracking the full body, like a 3D body of the person. Nice. That's really impressive. It seems really difficult because, <laughs> well, you've seen, you've been to the Facebook meta campus and seen like they have something like that with their, I don't know, their store thing where they have kind of an XR screen and they show you in the game, but you're in VR. So it's kind of like that, but it seems really advanced if you're tracking the whole body. And like you said, not just the skeleton, but the whole, every movement. Yeah, yeah. And and doing that in real time, we put a lot of efforts into that. And also it needs to be that way. So it needs to be really reactive. It needs to be really seamless. And, and what I say, or quite often say that like uh, the technology itself isn't, visible in our games but it it just it's it's in the background it and it makes just makes it work it ma makes it feel that you're like you're reacting something really fast mm -hmm. i find it an interesting comparison too that a connect is kind of an easy way to try to describe this to people because the xbox connect although it wasn't you know a huge commercial success it was a device that was ahead of its time mm -hmm. and even now in vr people are finding it extremely useful you can use something like a connect to crop out if you don't have a green screen because of its depth sensing technology, or you can use it to create full body tracking in virtual reality mm -hmm. because it detects your entire body and can actually translate that into the game. So it's technology that kind of has a bad rep, but it actually was just ahead of its time and probably not as strong as what you're using now. Mm -hmm. But you made a clear distinction because a lot of the Kinect games, they used avatars in the game. You saw your little stuffed animal self doing the same motions as your real body, but your website is really clear. This is you. This is you in the game. This is you. And how does that add to the immersion? Although people are still seeing themselves on a screen, does seeing their own body, their own face, does that really change the immersion for them? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best part of the games, I would say, for the players themselves. So they enjoy 
seeing themselves uh, there. They see their, their own smile, their friends smiling there. So that's something that attracts people really a lot. But it also makes the immersion. So you think you you're yourself are in the game in a way. And the other thing what, what happens is also that we can make it really responsive. So so you can actually see your fingers moving in the, or your hand uh -huh. moving. But if you would map it to an avatar, maybe the movement would be clumsy and it wouldn't mm. be so sudden and all that. But we can make it really uh, response uh, really fast to the players. And the latest thing for the Valo Arena, our, our six-person room where people go together, we actually had to invent a completely new way of controlling yourself. So, so you might be used to all these like third-person uh, view games, and here you're actually controlling yourself in in uh, in a third person. So that's even like creates bit this kind of out of body experience. So when you're seeing yourself in this game world, you're actually thinking that you're in there in a way. So even even though you're you're not seeing it surround you, you're seeing it in the screen. So that's that's something that creates this illusion. Mm -hmm. I've seen things like that at like they have a lot of new rides and stuff at like Universal Studios and stuff that are kind of that concept where instead of it being like VR, they have like screens all around you, but it feels still like you're in that environment. So that's really me. And I'd really like to hear more about, you've talked some about the Velo Arena. I also saw, and we mentioned a little bit earlier about Velo Climb and Velo Jump. They look really fun. Like the climbing wall and the the trampolines and stuff look super fun. And I know people really like those trampoline parks, but this seems to add like a new element that makes it even more exciting and maybe can bring, I know those are usually like kids go to those, but this seems like something that might bring adults in there too. So can you tell us more about these programs and also what types of businesses seem most interested in these programs so far? Yeah. So in, like in shorts, I think uh, you're going to find these places uh, or, or our products in places where people go and be active. So so let, let's say you wouldn't find them in a place that people just go and sit around and play games, but in, in a way that people go and are ready to actually put some some effort or maybe, maybe break a bit of sweat. But... Most of our customers are like this kind of adventure parks, like trampoline parks. We are really a lot of them uh, around the world. And then amusement parks, of course, find this uh, really exciting. But then we have even like fitness gyms for adults that have our products in and climbing gyms, of course, because we have a one which is dedicated to a, a climbing wall. Uh, but then also places like like indoor play playgrounds that are maybe more geared towards uh, uh, children, which is also great because I believe that our technology, our products, if, if you get people in, like uh, excited about moving with games, I, I'm hoping that that will last uh, for a lifetime in a way and get them get them uh, working. And I also listened one of your podcasts. I think you went to this kind of a VR fitness gym mm -hmm. at some point, and that's a, like exactly place where you could find also our products. And it would be a perfect with even even though it's not like a VR with goggles, it's it's something that you are actually exercising and and competing with uh, uh, with friends or other people. Mm -hmm. And it seems nice too because when you don't have you know the VR headset on. You might not have to get as sweaty, which is nice. Mm -hmm. That's something we've seen because we do a lot of VR fitness with different fitness apps in especially the Quest headset. But you get really sweaty with something on your head and <laughs> on your face. So that's really nice kind of free people up a little bit, but still have 
that, you know, AR kind of experience to add to it. Yeah. Really yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's, that's something that from the first go when we were developing these is that we're, we're not attaching anything for the player. So it's really easy to step in and step mm -hmm. out. So mm -hmm. it's really, you don't need to, you don't even need personnel on site to help you put the goggles on or everything like that. So, so they are like unmanned attractions. So that, that's really important also for the, uh, our customers, though, so they don't need to have staff even on site to uh, help people go in, but they can go to the touch screen and select the game and go in, or even even with like trampoline and uh, Valo Arena, you just walk in and all the menus and everything are built into the system, so you actually interact there and select the game and play, and then you just walk out and even get a video of like a memory of that that game to yourselves afterwards. So that's something that we want wanted to make it so easy to pop in and uh, then walk out. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, especially with the video, because that's just an easy way to share yeah. it on social media, mm -hmm. adds a lot of exposure. And you mentioned a little earlier, it's, it is an active experience, but you said that it seems as though you can really, all ages can get in and enjoy this. There's different levels. Is that true with like the trampoline one? Because I know like for me, I love trampolines as a kid, but I do wonder, you know, after a knee injury now, is that something I can still do or am I going to be, you know, is it a little risky? So how do you make sure in an unmanned experience that people don't go too far, I guess? Well, let's say if you are like uh, thinking of a trampoline park and people start jumping and quite soon they're a bit bored and they maybe start to do tricks. So yeah. In a sense, <laughs> our games are even better. So we don't, you don't need to do any tricks with the games. You just like uh, progress, progress with the skills you have. So you just jump up and jump, for example, sideways. So you don't need to do any crazy tricks that you might land on your head or whatever. In way. <laughs> so, so in that way, it's actually safer uh, with our products uh, to do that. That's good. Yeah, that does make, that make sense. sense. When you have a goal to go after rather than just, oh, how extreme can I get? It's, right. It keeps you kind of in check. So <laughs> that makes yeah. sense for me. And, and also, of course, that like oral games, there are several levels, so you can choose the like beginner level, go with that, and you go. And when when your skill progresses, you can try to get like to the more challenging levels, for example. So so that also helps in a way that when 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 you have played a lot, then you still has have something to uh, achieve and uh, play. Nice. And the the velo jump really jumped out to me <laughs> and looked really fun. Uh, I did notice in the videos, some of the worlds that you're seeing like on the screen look a lot bigger than the trampolines people are jumping on. So how do you compensate for the difference in the perceived space like on the screen versus the actual space of the trampoline? Yeah, uh, well, that's the magic of it. So and, and we say it's the superhero effect. So we make people feel superheroes on the trampoline. So <laughs> so you're already like when you're jumping on a trampoline, you're getting some adrenaline. But then when you can actually jump over a building, when you're on the trampoline. So that actually makes you feel a superhero uh, while playing. And uh, and that's something that we need to really take care of the uh, interaction. So it needs to be seamless, but we can't overdo it. So you need to actually jump and land at the same time in the game mm -hmm. world than on the real world. So that so you still feel that uh, you're, you're, we don't make a disconnect with the game world and then, then the real world you're playing in. So. Of course, we need to craft the games really carefully. And that's something that like real-time tracking is really important, that we can do this seamless experience that you you actually feel that you are landing on the game world at the same time you're landing on a trampoline. 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, I wonder, I know it's different when you're not in VR, you're not like as fully immersed, but have you ever had anyone have any kind of motion sickness if, you know, maybe early on, if things weren't like completely timed right? Like if people were, you know, landing a little bit off from what they're seeing? Not really. Uh, in a way that that's, that's, that's the good part that there's not, there's no motion sickness also, because mm-hmm. that's, that you're not fully immersed into the game world. And it's, it's something that you're not moving, moving, for example, in 3D and this, this. So that's mm-hmm. actually really good positive thing for people that might have a, like a VR sickness. I also have a VR sickness. If uh, like getting older, you get more like even even on a roller coaster, I get sick nowadays. Before <laughs> no, nowadays yes, and also in a VR. But but this is something that that uh, helps you. Not there's no no motion sickness involved in these games. Mm-hmm. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a pretty big barrier for VR. There's a game in VR. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called O Shape where basically you're standing and walls are coming at you with a human shaped cutout and you have to kind of like perfectly make your arms to the shape and to get through them. It's similar to a game show that's been on TV. And I saw that in some of your games, like the one where you're jumping back and forth and these walls are coming, you're trying to dodge them. It's kind of the same idea, but you're seeing this on a 2D screen rather than in like a VR headset where it's 3D or in real life where it's, you know, three dimensional. How can you convey a sense of depth for that on a 2D screen to where people actually know if they're getting close to the wall and not just running through it? Uh, really good question. And of course we need to, like that's that's uh, kudos to our game developers who are making the game. So we really need to uh, put all the depth perception cues that you can think of into the game. So you, there's needs to be all the shadows, you, there needs to be everything in a way. And also like uh, that, that when the obstacle is coming uh, towards you, know, you know where it uh, where it is, and also we map it to the game world itself. So so the Valo Arena has this kind of floor that that also is it's the same in the game world. So then you know when it's in this position, the game world you need to actually like avoid it. So like adding these kind of things. So of course it might not be as uh, clear as in VR, but it's it's something that you can definitely. Uh, 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 used to avoid the obstacles easily. Yeah, I saw like one of the ways that you used as a strategy, the floor was like falling out from people in mm. tiles in the game. And in the arena, it's like checkered. It looks like you're standing on a chessboard. So yeah. you could kind of tell, oh, the third tile is about to fall out. So I need to get back to the fourth row or something. So yeah. that kind of made sense to help break that down. But I definitely do think it's probably more challenging than most people would expect because you don't have a three-dimensional view of it when it's on a screen. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's something that then, then you get pretty fast accustomed when you play first game you might be like hey what's going on but, but, but then you really fast like hey like like uh, play play 10 seconds and then you're like hey now i know where i need to jump for example that kind of makes me wonder have you ever had anyone like fall like get a little disoriented like oh i don't know where i'm supposed to go and then fall down or something uh i I can't say that we have uh, in a way, and also, also I think like you're still really aware of your surroundings, even for the like, even in the you're aware of the players who are around you because mm. you're still still seeing with them at, with your uh, eyes all the time. So uh-huh. people really rarely even hit each other in a way or bump it in, into each other, and it's definitely more safer than like jumping on a trampoline with the VR classes. So that might even yeah. be a bit scary. I've tried that. It's a bit like if 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 if, if the VR classes go 
blank, like you know, my black, and I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> oh so, my gosh! Yeah, so that's that's uh, that that's scary. sounds yeah, that sounds really terrible. I don't, I don't think I would want to jump on a trampoline in a VR No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, this all sounds really exciting. I kind of want to see if there's any near where we're at so we could check it out. Uh, I'm also wondering, as far as the investment goes for arcades or trampoline parks or, you know, fitness centers, is this something that they would consider really expensive as an addition to their centers or is it more reasonable on the I, I know like for fitness centers, at least their equipment usually is really expensive, but like where on the scale is that for, for your customers? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say it's really reasonable what, what this actually delivered uh, mm -hmm. because in many of these locations, the games are, uh, they are really analog. So there's no like high quality video games that actually make you move uh, on site in a way. And people are really used to these games at homes playing really high quality games and they look for these kind of games also when they go uh, to these kind of locations that that's something that we make with with a really reasonable uh, uh, expense and uh, and it's something that it's 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 in line with something that you might find in other like in this kind of locations this kind of VR VR game sets and and this kind of thing so in the, it's in the same category definitely Nice. Yeah, I kind of had that assumption because I'm guessing if you told us like the exact price as a consumer, it probably sounds like a lot. <laughs> but to an arcade that is yeah. used to, you know, I know when we went to that, uh, the VR gym, you were talking about some of their AR machines that had intelligence and like move that you were trying to box them. I mean, I think they were like 50 grand per unit. They had like six units. So that was like, to me, that sounds like a ton of money. But when you're building a business and the gym is expense, yeah, it's expensive. But that was that was not out of the realm of possibility to pay that much for one piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's something that, of course, we need to build this, build the system so that they last in a way that people are building business around our product so they need to take the beating they need to work in a way uh, mm -hmm. and be re really reliable in a way so that's that's something that that of course is uh, something that customers also look for awesome well i'm interested in seeing this uh i looked at it and it looks like the closest one to us is seattle which is only about three three and a half hours north of us and it is like a destination that like, you know, if we want to go on a trip or something, there are things to do in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So if we, if we can get up there, can we get in, check one of these out and do a follow-up later? That that would be, that would be really nice. And then cool. it's like, when, when you're going there, I, I'll, I, well, we can contact that. Hey, you, you guys are going there and, and make sure that you get the, like a VIP treatment. <laughs> nice. And then we'll, then we'll have all the best things to say about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's not terribly far away. So we'll have to keep in contact with you in case we make a trip to Seattle soon. But if someone out there right now, you know, they they're building a trampoline park, and they have an arcade, and they're interested, how do they find you get some contact information? Well, I guess the easiest would be go to our website. So uh, valomotion.com. And there you can find more information about all our products, but also like fill in uh, uh, your contact details and our like team is happy to help you with everything every, every any questions that will are these products how they will fit your location and all that so i think that's the easiest easiest to start with nice i feel like i want to go right now especially is the one that's nearest the trampoline one i don't know what it on the website it shows like all the locations and it just i saw that there was a couple up near seattle it looked like so okay yeah. well, I, i'm excited i'm all bouncy already 
<laughs> I'm going to go right now. <laughs> well, I want to say a huge thank you for coming on and chatting because I'm interested in this. And obviously, if you're out there and you're hearing this and you want to find out more, there's going to be links in the description and the show notes that you can find the website, find some videos on it, learn more, and of course, bring one to your location with you. But thank you so much for coming on, telling us all about this. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me because this was this was really nice uh, chat with you guys. So, and hopefully, you get to this uh, to experience this wherever you go in a way. So. <laughs> yeah Seattle's not far so we'll keep in contact and maybe we'll do another episode in the future once we've done it to come back and tell everybody about how we do it because uh, I'm excited I, after seeing the videos the climbing one I feel like you know I want to try it it might be a little might be a little rough I haven't rock climbed in a long time but I think it'd be fun to give it a shot I love rock, rock climbing well rock climb. I don't do the real rock climbing because that's scary but I, as a kid I used to just climb on <laughs> Uh, well, hey, we want to say thank you, everybody out there listening. Remember, if you're listening to us, you can come check it out on YouTube where you can see some videos of this in action while we're talking about it. If you're here on YouTube, then, of course, take us anywhere on the go on any of our audio platforms. And if you want to rate and review, that means a ton to us. But hey, if you've been thinking about VR for a while, it's time to finally just dive on, on in. in. <laughs>